Hey, what's going on, Internet? You are listening to Free Cheese and Hot Sauce, the Chicago Bulls podcast. Today, we are doing yet another preview episode for the Bulls' first home game in like a year. They're going to be playing the Dallas Mavericks uh, December 2nd, I believe today is, at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, as always, I'm Chris. Hey, howdy. And we have Grant with me again. Hello, Grant. Hey, how's it going? I feel like I'm starting to be more of a regular. Hopefully people are not averse to my voice anymore. No, I think uh, I think people are enjoying it. It's better than when I just ramble into the microphone for 15 minutes. Yeah, instead we have now more controlled rambling, we can call it. Yeah, I mean, sort of. <laughs> yeah, j- j- just a little bit, just a little bit. But, yeah, we got the Maz versus the Bulls. Uh, Bulls are standing at eleven and six right now, and the Mavs are thirteen and five. Interesting enough, though, the Bulls are only two and three at home this year, which is really weird to think about because, first of all, they have a under five hundred record at home. But the more important distinction to me is they've only played five home games so far, yeah, and they're I still mean, eleven and six. Yeah, with only five home games, they're two and three. To me, that really doesn't mean much, you know, because. One of the games they lost was an overtime. Another one was against the Celtics at home, I believe, which, you know, we pretty much know they're better than the Celtics. And what was the other? I want to say the Pacers. Yeah, yep, they yep, they dropped one to the Pacers. That was just probably, I'd say that was probably their ugliest game of the year, too. So that was just kind of, and that was in the midst of a lot of, like, the D-Rose stuff, too, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean... I th- obviously they're fine. It's fine. I was more uh, surprised that they've played 17 games and only five of them uh, have been at home, which I mean is just rough on anyone. And pe- the people uh, outside of kind of Chicago, or I should say Bulls fans, are getting on this team about injuries and you know will they be ready? People got to remember we're about a month and a half, not no less than a month. We're exactly we're a, month. a month now. Yeah, We've just yeah, come into December. Exactly. So we are a month into the season, and they've only played five games at home. Rest is so important. Like they just had their probably hardest stretch until February, really, and that's just because of the circus trip being away. And they played some pretty high quality teams, and even the Nets, who I expect to figure it out a little bit. So Bulls are sitting pretty right now, going into this Mavericks game. I think. Yeah, but the Mavericks are going to be tough too. They've been really good this year, and. Um... Not even in like, a, oh, the Mavericks are being surprising. They've almost been kind of underwhelming somehow. Yeah, well, they started off really hot. And I think, well, if you've kind of, I mean, as, as I know you have, but for our listeners, if you've watched the Mavericks in the last couple of years, two years ago, they just missed the playoffs. They ended up 500, and they had a really strong stretch. That was the first year Vince Carter was there. Last year, they go out. They have a really good season. They still end up as the A seed, but then they take San Antonio to seven. So everyone's kind of expecting, like, Mavericks are this year's resurgent team, if you want to call them. They come out, they have a great start. And now, I don't want to say they've they've tapered off, because, again, three of their five losses are away, which uh, mean a little bit less. It's not like they're dropping five at home, but they're still 13-5. and five. After their hot start, they've kind of cooled off a little bit, but they're still a very, very good team, and a team that could easily make a run to the finals in my opinion if oh, you know yeah. if everything if everything goes right i should say 
They're another one of those really deep teams, and that's why I think this is going to be a really fun matchup for the Bulls. I mean, they've got a solid starting lineup, which, um, by the way, uh, this game is Devin Harris, Monte Ellis, Chandler Parsons, Dirk Nowitzki, and Tyson Chandler. Normally, it would be Jameer Nelson at the point guard, who I've always really liked. Uh, but he is out right now. Dirk is also day-to-day, -day, but I would expect him to play. But yeah, anyway, I would go into the Bulls lineup, but you probably know the Bulls lineup. Uh, Tyus uh, Gibson Chris, is also out. What Chris, did I do? excuse me. You forgot to mention that Raymond Felton's out. I is Raymond Felton out? <laughs> I think that's pretty, it's a pretty important piece of this Mavs roster. <laughs> but yes, uh, he, he, he is still, he's still playing, but he's out. So unfortunately, we won't get to see the great Raymond Felton on this, in this game. Maybe we'll see him in a suit, though. That could be fun. He's not even on, like, the stat lines that I'm looking at, so... I don't know if he's played a game this year, to be honest. It, I think he's been injured the whole season. I mean, that's probably about where you want Ray Felton to be. No, not like, oh, man, let's hurt Ray Felton, but, uh... You know, let's probably just not play Ray Felton, which is a good thing for the Mavs. Uh, Especially because they have um, Devin Harris, who... Shout out Badgers. Um... <laughs> Yeah, got got to got to drop that in there. I love seeing a professional basketball player that came out of Wisconsin because they are <laughs> they they're slightly few and far between. But that's that's a different conversation. But they so they've got uh, Devin Harris and they've got uh, Jameer Nelson, who you just said. Those are two like quality, like middle of the pack, very serviceable point guards. I don't think you really even want Raymond Felton in the mix that much. They they've got a good thing going. I think bringing a like a whole another guard to their rotation really just stands to uh, to hurt them at this point because they've got a very good guard rotation as it is. Yeah, they've also got Monte Ellis who slides over to the point guard a little bit, so they don't really need a third point guard in the sense that the Bulls do, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And speaking of Monte, as we all know, he does have it all. And I <laughs> I really I really like the resurgence that Monte Ellis had, Monte Ellis had once, he left, uh, once he left Milwaukee. I know the oh. Bulls kind of always wanted to... Uh, to grab him, so I always like watching him play, and I like the fact that he has actually proved himself to be a really, really good starter uh, in the NBA after kind of his down year in Milwaukee, we'll call it. So it's always fun watching Monte play, and him and Dirk, I, w I don't know if I'd call it a bromance yet, but they have a really, a really fun thing going on down there, and um, Mavs are a fun team to watch, but not when they're playing the Bulls, because they're a team that I think their their offensive power, they're one of the few teams that their offense can really get on the Bulls and put them up, put the Bulls defense on their heels and really kind of mess with the rotation and stuff because they are so lethal from almost every position. Yeah, if ESPN is to be believed, which, you know, it might not be, but the Mavs are first in the league right now in scoring. Which, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they've got a just great offense. And, I mean, Carlisle. Easily, I mean, he's like one of him and Pop are the only two people I can put ever put above Tibbs in one power ranking coaches. I mean, Rick Carlisle is Yuck. E e easily maybe. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm I'm down on Doc, especially kind of after the last couple of Clipper years. I don't know. I think Tibbs is still I don't know. better. I, I love Tibbs with, I mean, as much as you could love that terrifying smile of his. Um. Yeah. Maybe we need like a Homer alert button just to let everyone know. We need <laughs> cool. that soundboard that Dave was working on, but uh, 
That never worked out. I feel bad. That'd be great. I feel like I, I should just be a soundboard. I I can contribute that much. That that would that would be ideal. I can just press a button and say Homer alert, Homer alert, and then I can say Tibbs is the greatest coach to ever stand on a basketball court and be okay with it. I feel like the name of the podcast kind of points out that this is a Homer alert, but that's true. I've sometimes got to hit people over the head with it though. <laughs> but back to the uh, Mavs and Bulls. Can you uh, can you pick out a specific matchup maybe that you are uh, that you're looking forward to in this game? Um, it's not necessarily a one-on-one matchup because I don't know how the Bulls are going to handle him, but uh, I'm interested to see what they try to do with Dirk because the Bulls have shown that they really struggle with stretch fours, and Dirk Nowitzki has continued to defy time itself. He's I say probably the best stretch forward ever is that too i i would go along with that in a second yeah. there have been other good stretch fours but i think dirk is again this might be this might be showing that we're still kind of young but i think dirk is will go down as the best stretch four ever i mean it's I mean, kind of a new role to play i guess i mean it used to be the two bigs would go and muscle down low but now it's gotten a little bit more flowy but Dirk is so good at that and uh, he really just perfected it is kind of what it is he perfected he can hit the three he's got post moves he can do everything like there's not one thing Dirk can't do which is just crazy to really really look at being seven feet tall yeah seven feet tall I mean I don't he's he's good enough to get out and towards the perimeter where he'll create problems for Gasol tall enough that Noah can't just guard him as well face up because he can just pull up instead of having to drive uh miritich there's an obvious advantage there uh and without gibson and you know there's really no one who i think is quite mobile enough to keep up with him just because of the fact that his range is unlimited um i just i don't know i dirk Nowitzki is going to be the biggest part of this game a lot of obvious reasons yeah definitely and i think what's really starting to help dirk out too is i mean chandler parsons being down there and just taking the defense even more off of dirk because they have to worry about a different you know 6 10 230 pound guy playing small forward who can shoot the three but also take you off the dribble i mean really the mavs are just at every position they, they're strong they exactly Exactly. They re- they really are. And even Tyson Chandler, who's not going to come in and, you know, go off on offense, he is still a phenomenal rim protector. One of the best, I think, in the NBA. And I think that's probably pretty recognized. And again, he's back in Dallas. This isn't his New York days where he's being blamed for the fall of the Knicks. He's back in Dallas where he's comfortable and he's protecting the rim. And he isn't like a central figure of the team. He is the, he's kind of the defensive anchor. And he can call out that. And then look who he's got around. He's got Monte Ellis, can score at will. Dirk, Nowitz- Dirk Nowitzki can score at will. Chandler Parsons can't necessarily score at will, but he can gets score quite look. a bit. Exactly. Like he's not at, on the elite level of Dirk and really Monte yet, but he's certainly getting there. And then even uh, at point guard, it's going to be Devin Harrison and Jameer Nelson. Both can hit the three ball when they're left open. So this is a team where you can't neglect anyone because that again if you neglect Tyson Chandler they're going to get offensive rebounds and tap outs the whole time you neglect uh Jameer Nelson or um Devin Harris or Jameer Nelson who are playing um 
you know, they're going to hit a wide open shot when they, when they get a kick to them. You just simply cannot really have any defensive lapses against this team. Cause like you said, they are, they haven't got the most points uh, at per game, right? That's, that was the stat yeah, you said. I think it's like 109 points per game, which is, uh, which is absurd. Not I mean, a small number. Yeah. They're averaging 110 points, but then it's perspective. The bulls were averaging like barely 90 last year. If that, well, I mean, last year, the bulls offense really, you know, you can't compare that. It just wasn't even an offense last year. True, but still, like that's just. But that's and they were still kind of get putting up points somehow. But it's like this team is consistently, which means if they're averaging one ten, like they're consistently scoring over one ten, which is just absurd to really think about on like a daily basis. Yeah. Um. So the Mavs, they have all their weapons. They're obviously a good team. They're a veteran team. Do you think the Bulls can win? And how? I guess. I certainly think they can win, can. <laughs> but I don't know if they will. I'll I'll pr- give my prediction in a minute, but yeah. I'll say they will win. Um, if Jimmy Butler has another game, which it seems to me like he will, he's always having um just great games. Let's see, in the final four games of the road trip, he was averaging twenty six points, um, which is four and a half better like than his season average. He's hot. He's shooting almost 50%. It's going to be him kind of mismatching Chandler Parsons. I, I expect him to put Chandler Parsons on skates a few times, assuming that they're matched up um, against each other at times. But they, Or if they put Monte Ellis on him, he's even more of a sieve than Chandler Parsons is on defense. And Butler has about two or three inches on Monte Ellis. So I expect him to take advantage of his mismatch and kind of work off of him as more of a primary ball handler today than maybe um, in more recent games, how he kind of plays off the ball more. And, I mean, it's really going to be Derrick Rose, too. He's going to have to take advantage of his matchups because I don't know. I mean, Joakim's not going to have a huge game. I don't think, because, again, he's going against Tyson Chandler. It's going to be a it's going to be a battle for 10 boards, really, between the two of them. They're going to be going at it all day. Um, Derrick, is, remember, he's still 7 feet. So is Derrick. He is just... I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be very tough, and it's gonna really rely on whoever's matched up against Dirk, which will probably end up being Joakim because I don't know if Pau has. Not that I don't Dirk know if is, he has the legs. Yeah, and I'm not to say Dirk is quick by any means, but just I don't, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think Pau's gonna be able to keep up with him. So I guess my big two things are gonna be um, controlling Dirk and Jimmy taking advantage of whichever matchup he has on offense, whether it's kind of posting up Monte Ellis or like taking Chandler Parsons off the dribble. It's going to be those two things that we're going to really have to look for to see the Bulls kind of keep up with, uh, keep up with the Mavs offense. Yeah. Um, I'd say what I, my keys, I guess, if that's what you want to call them, uh, are pretty much the same as yours. I think Rosen Butler need to be pretty aggressive getting into the paint and getting to the line. They could get, Devin Harris or Monte Ellis into foul trouble, that'll create a lot of problems for them defensively and offensively, especially with Jameer Nelson being out. Um, you obviously have to contain Dirk if you can even really do that. Yeah, and still that I the think... obvious one. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious one? Go for it. Oh, no, I was saying I stole the obvious one from you. I mean, just control Dirk. You know, that's on every list of 
And you know, I've I spent like five minutes talking about it earlier, so I think we're even. But I actually think the biggest one is not falling behind in the way that the Bulls have been. The game against the Nets was kind of an outlier in that sense, but the Bulls have been winning a lot of games by doing well in fourth quarter and But I don't they have been playing pretty bad teams when they do that, so you can't really fall behind against the Mavericks because they're capable of putting up 115 points and because they're not one of those teams who's just going to fall apart for no real reason. I mean, they're they're a veteran team. They know what they're doing. Um, and playing from behind at home, there's just... You have to be able to use the energy of the crowd, and if you're playing from behind, you really don't have that the whole game, so... I think they at least have to keep it close throughout the game if they want to win. So you're saying no ceremonial third quarter 10-point deficit? Yeah, I'm really hoping. Like, if the Bulls fall behind by 15, I don't think they'll win. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Because like you were saying, too, the UC will get popping and the best fans in the uh, in the league, but when you're playing from behind, it takes a pretty big play to get the fans back into it. And... Again, a 15-point deficit against this Mavericks team is might as well be 20 or 25 because they yeah. won't, they will not stop scoring from top to bottom. They will not stop scoring. So, uh, do you have a score prediction? All right, I think unfortunately I'm gonna pick the Mavs to win. I think it's gonna be close, but I think it's gonna be like 111 to 105, Dallas. Uh, granted, I will be the most excited person if the Bulls are winning, if the Bulls pull it out. But I think at the end of the day, it is going to be one of those uh, building blocks for for the starting five. That and it's going to be their first uh, first loss together. I think. Uh, I actually picked the Bulls to win. Uh, I think they're going to off of their energy from the home crowd. Uh... They got in a day to rest. They've actually been playing together a few games, so there will be a little bit more chemistry than we've seen. Because like we've said, when the starting lineup together, they're 5-0. and I think the kind of most notable thing is when the starting lineup is together, it's only been five games that that's happened. So I think that's going to benefit them, and I really... Whatever reason, it's not like I could look at a statistic and tell you why. I feel like Derrick Rose is going to have a big game. Uh, he's matched up against Devin Harris and whoever's coming off the bench. He got a size advantage over pretty much everyone in the Mavs backcourt, and I just think I think Derek's going to have a big game. Everyone would love to see it, and if he did it at home after the road trip and just showed everyone that he's here, got a lot of people up. So, Derek Rose, yeah. So is that your prediction for the bowl of the game? Yeah, it is. I didn't write it down, but... I figure that's, yeah, Derrick Rose. No, nope, nope, dude, if you didn't write it down, it doesn't count. Oh, hang on, let me. Yeah, make sure you get that uh, pen to paper. I will go, all right, this is tough. I, I wanted, well, I'll just, I guess I'll just briefly mention um, Nico for a second. I look for Nico to take advantage of this bench really quick. Not saying really? it's going to be the ball of the game, but... I mean, Jay Crowder is good. Alfred Camino is good. On the, they're, all, they're all decent guys on the defensive end. But out of Richard Jefferson, Alfred Camino, Jay Crowder, I'm trying to – and I think that's – Brandon like Wright. Brandon Wright and Greg Smith. Two of those players 
are 6'10 or taller. Greg Smith, Brendan Wright are both only 6'10 and they're both centers. Nico's going to be guarded against a, a gutter by either a 6'9, 6'6, or like a 6'8 guy. I look for him to use his length and kind of his poise and the, the classic pump fakes that we've. Do you all... have an over under on pump fakes? I'm going. I think the number's at 20 and I'm going over. Gonna happen. I'll take the over because I think he's going to get a lot of minutes today. Or, yeah, today. Wow, it is. Game's yeah, we're tonight. actually recording on the right day. It's exciting. I'm glad I, I'm doing this and I actually get a. I'll go to class and come home later and, hey, Bo's basketball. <laughs> but, um, I guess my. But I ultimately, even though I think expect Nico to. I think I'm expecting another double double from him because he's kind of turned into a walking double double. But I think he's going to be outshined by Jimmy. I think Jimmy's going to have another, like, 25 point game. And like three rebounds for assists, something, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I expect him to kind of continue his dominance and his kind of breakout or offensive breakout year. Um, so I'm going to go Bulls lose 111-105 to Mavs, and Jimmy Butler's the bull of the game and keeps it in, keeps them in it down the stretch. Sounds good. Uh... So I guess that wraps up the podcast. Other stuff we have to plug. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Free Cheese. You'll get updates on all of our happenings. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Don't know what the page is called. I think we're on Google+. Plus. Uh, it's possible that we're on like GeoCities or something. I don't know. Uh, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Rate us on iTunes. That is a big help to us. Even if you hate it, you could just lie. Uh, or not uh, not really going to ask for one star reviews though uh, what else there's a slight chance this podcast might be sponsored by audible.com so uh, if not just ignore this but if so don't ignore that um, anything else check out uh, chicagobulls.reddit.com that is the subreddit where we are usually found I uh, can't think of anything else Grant you got anything um besides listen to uh look for the next one coming up uh let's see our next game is in two days so i guess we could we should probably plug ourselves because we're going to be recording uh another preview later after Thanks. after the game yeah. so uh let's plug ourselves listen to our next game preview i believe if that's tomorrow actually there we go so, so yeah. yeah look for us tomorrow in the uh well you can find us again like wherever you said or in the game previews on, under uh, the Chicago Bulls Reddit. These are always posted in there. Give yeah. them a listen, and then, yes, rate us on iTunes. Give us your feedback. We're open to any type of constructive criticism, and we accept all compliments. Or just outright insults. We're fine with that, too. I love you all the same. Anyway, enjoy the game. Drive home safely, Internet. Beep, beep. <laughs>